Welcome to Ragback. My name's Frank Burton. I might as well make it clear at this point, this is going to be one of the better episodes of this show. Exceptional music, as always. We're hitting our stride with the old listener interaction side of things as well, and I can't not tell you now, I'll be unveiling my new catchphrase after a brief word from our sponsors. And indeed, a big thank you to our new sponsor, Samuel Fuchs, Headset Untangler, for stepping in at the 11th hour. Sadly, due to a financial disagreement, we've had to part company with our previous sponsor. I say financial disagreement, it is quite simple, really. They said they were going to pay me, and instead of paying me, they sent me an invoice for £1,300, relating to a gift they'd sent me previously. Are you listening to this, Alan, Mr. Cabani? Have you ever listened to this podcast? Probably not. Too busy doing useless things. I'll tell you this, and it's not a threat, although it is a threat, really. I'm telling people your real name. Unless I get that payment by the time the next episode goes live. I said I wouldn't, didn't I? But you gave me certain reassurances, too. Anyway, onwards and upwards. Samuel Fuchs, Headset Untangler. What can I say about this amazing bit of kit? I don't know about you, but I often spend as much as 45 seconds untangling my headset wires. That's 45 seconds of quality music being missed there. This show could have been 45 seconds longer, and now indeed it can be. Samuel Fuchs, unique invention, patent pending, literally untangled my earbuds in the space of 12 seconds. You do the mathematics on that one, yeah? Just one little pointer, Samuel. I'd work on the name if I were you, I'll be honest. I realise Samuel Fuchs is your actual name. The trouble is you sound like you should be running a novelty sweet shop chain or something. Or a candlestick maker. You don't sound 21st century enough. Call yourself something else. Call yourself Zach Efron or something. Not that name specifically. That one's taken, I think. I'm not actually sure who Zach Efron is, to be honest. Hang on a minute. Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. What? As we speak, listeners, a further email from Alan Cabani's finance department just popped up on my screen. Let's check this out. They're still demanding £1,300. Only this time they've whacked on a £250 late payment fee. Fine. You break your promises, I might as well break mine, Mr. Cabani. Or should I say, Felicity Bin Laden. Yeah. Look, I understand in a lot of ways it is an unfortunate family to have married into. I mean, financially and contacts wise, it probably helped get your fledgling business 
off the ground. But I can see why you've been working under an alias. But why disguise your gender? That's what I don't understand. I know you fundamentalist dudes are a little bit backward about that sort of thing, but come on. Felicity. So my new catchphrase, you ready for it? I'll probably have to explain it first. This is a music show, right? And there are such things as musical instruments, right? And at some point, these instruments were, like, invented by people. I'll give you an example. I'm playing a guitar-based track at the moment. It's by Andrew Howes, in case you were wondering, right? The guitar was invented by Gaetano Vinaccia. Here's my new catchphrase. And just so we're clear, the great thing about this catchphrase is it's adaptable. So, this is just one little variation. So here we go. I wonder what Gaetano Vinaccia would have made of this. So there you go, that's my new catchphrase. I hope it catches on. Is that a violin I hear? I wonder what Andrea Amati would have made of this. Um, so Andrea Amati is credited as being the inventor of the violin. You see, the great thing about this new catchphrase is, well, it's... First of all, it puts me on more of an even footing with more established shows which have their own things going on, wherever they are. Well, secondly, it's educational, and I like that. You know, I'm not just a guy who plays music. I teach you things. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just brilliant. I'm brilliant. I'm fantastic. Exactly like 
A while ago, I told you about my old cellmate, Noddy, and the many stories he told me during our time together. I haven't told you any of the stories yet, have I? I'll tell you one now. Noddy started out as a bodyguard. Legit stuff at first, before he moved on to protecting drug lords. He told me about his first proper job after acquiring his security license. He was hired by the managing director of a stationery company. Noddy would spend his days attending sales appointments with his new boss, who liked to kick off meetings with the words, My name is Victor Hemborg of Hemborg Stationery Supplies. And this is my bodyguard. If anyone ever asked him why he needed a bodyguard, 
Hamburg would smile and say, it's a surprisingly cutthroat industry. As you may imagine, Noddy's job was pretty easy. Hamburg never seemed to be in danger or receive unwanted attention for, from anyone at any point. After a few weeks on the job and countless tedious product demonstrations, Noddy said to his boss, I'm curious, Mr. Hamburg. Who do you actually need protection from? Have you got a stalker? Or someone with a vendetta? It would be useful to know so that I can look out for these people. No one's out to get me, said Mr. Hamburg calmly. It's all for show. But why? It's a business investment, okay? I may joke about this being a cutthroat industry, but the fact of the matter is, I'm a small fish in a massive pond. If I meet with a potential customer alone, they can smell it on me. Tiny business, struggling to make ends meet. But if I turn up with a bodyguard in tow, now that adds something indefinable. It's worth it too. I've calculated that since I've been using bodyguards, my after-tax profits have increased by £23,000 per year. My salary is £24,000 per year, Noddy pointed out, which means you're pretty much paying for yourself. But this is just the start. I project that next year's profits will have improved by twice that amount. You know what I'm going to do then? Tell me, said Noddy. Mr. Hamburg beamed at him. I'll hire two bodyguards. That very same day, for reasons that have never been explained, two hours after Noddy finished his shift, Victor Hemborg was shot to death in the street.
as it was in the beginning, so shall it be in the end. The first image of a deity was an African woman. Feel me! Everything you want me to be, I'll be checked. Sycamore Steve has been in touch to say, I heard what you said about, I heard what you said, he says, like he's caught me out. I deliberately put it in a public place. I broadcast 
my words on the internet. Of course you heard what I said. He says, I heard what you said about having a thing, about custard and celery, having a thing. I don't know why you've written it in that particular tone of voice. Yeah, I, I do have a thing about custard and celery, as it happens. And I'll tell you what, last weekend, I tried them as a combination. My verdict, pretty good. Not sensational, not as jarring as you might imagine. Try it, or not. So Sycamore Steve says, I heard what you said about having a thing about custard and celery. You might be interested to know that I too have a thing. I have a thing about corrugated metal. Yeah. Corrugated metal. That's a good one. Steve says, whenever I see some strapped onto the side of a building or something, I can't help stopping and staring, running my fingers along its bumpy edges. I see where you're coming from, Steve. I haven't got a thing about it myself, I wouldn't say, but I do like corrugated metal. Steve adds, sometimes I sit at home running my fingers along the radiators for hours on end. Steady on, Steve. I don't suppose you're doing any harm. I mean, make sure the heating's not turned up too high. Anyone else have a thing about something? Get in touch. You know what to do. Uh, Facebook page is Ragbag Podcast. Twitter is Ragbag Frank. If you're not on social media, seriously, good for you. Sensible choice. Send us an email. It's on the website, frankburton.co.uk. Tell me about your thing. I really am coming round to this idea. Corrugated metal, Steve. I'll be honest with you, since I got your email, I can't stop thinking about it. I think you've touched a nerve there, I'll be honest. I think... I think I've got a thing about corrugated metal too. We should we should get together sometime, eh? Or not? Just to discuss our uh, our love of corrugated metal. You got the contact details, Steve. I don't particularly want this podcast to be dominated by disputes with potential advertisers. But sadly, that appears to be happening. I'm in yet more hot water with another ungrateful time waster. 
former ragbag sponsor the Crafty Brunch Cafe in Stockport have threatened me with legal action unless I issue an apology for apparently implying that their establishment is some kind of hotbed of criminal activity. Okay guys, although I frankly can't be bothered to listen back to previous episodes to confirm what I actually said, I fully acknowledge that I only ever had circumstantial evidence to suggest that the proprietors of the Crafty Brunch have been somehow complicit in the numerous cases of petty theft which are reported to have taken place on their premises. I now realise that despite the regularity of these cases being several hundred percent higher than would be expected within the local area, this is purely a statistical anomaly and cannot be considered proof of I think I used the expression glorified pickpocketing scam. Anyway, sorry for the confusion. I hope we can let sleeping dogs lie and perhaps you can ask your lawyers to stop writing me threatening letters. Thank you. On an entirely separate note, I've decided to introduce yet another brand new feature to this show. It's a restaurant review. Um, every edition from this point on I'll be giving you a full and frank assessment of a wide variety of dining experiences from breakfast to lunch to uh, talking of lunch I had lunch in a fantastic little cafe in Stockport called Alberto's delicious authentic Italian cuisine at a competitive price it also has a certain something that's lacking in similar establishments in the local area a little thing I like to call ambiance Plus, from all the people I've spoken to who've eaten there, none of them have had their wallets stolen. Think about that. Five out of five. That's this edition's restaurant review there. Actually, let's not bother making this a regular feature. I think I've made my point. I haven't actually been to Alberto's, to be honest. The website looks good. I took that ambience thing from a TripAdvisor review. In all fairness, I'm not entirely sure what ambience is. Oh, 
âme s'imposer J'ai poussé dans les flammes Le double qui s'interposait Are you a witch or are you a fairy Or are you the wife of Michael Clearing Are you a witch or are you a fairy Or are you the wife of Michael Clearing Many thanks to everyone who responded to my suggestion for the new feature, Admissions of Guilt. An unprecedented response. I was duty-bound to refer a number of the responses on to the relevant authorities. Special thanks to Gustav Peking of Interpol for your patience and understanding. Let's crack on with the messages I'm legally allowed to broadcast. Len Mulch says, One good Friday... I broke into my parents' locked drinks cabinet, stole their secret stash of Easter eggs, ate the whole damn lot, and blamed it on the cat. On Easter Sunday I was presented with a brand new selection of chocolate, even greater than the one I'd initially devoured. I was sick as a duck, which seemed to be an appropriate dose of natural justice at the time. But years later, when my parents passed away, you know what my first thought was? I thought, was it right that they never learnt the truth about those eggs? Now don't be too hard on yourself there, Len. Let's just agree that pretty much every wrong move a young person makes can get written off when they reach the age of, say, 21. Clean slate after that. You want to mess about after that? Stay out of my way for a start. Wayne says, I've been stealing my girlfriend's small change ever since we got together six months ago. Never in large amounts, just the odd coin here and there. An average of a pound a day, which makes a profit of around 175 quid, all of which I spent on myself. I notice you're 23 years old, Wayne. Your aforementioned clean slate has been tarnished beyond repair. No apology, however sincere, will make up for that. You're nothing to me, Wayne. You're slime, alright? Unsubscribe this instant. I am enjoying this new feature of ours. All good stuff. One final admission of guilt from Marvin. It's all men, isn't it? It's all men. Coincidence, I'm sure. Marvin says, I lost my sister's four-year-old daughter while I was out shopping. I was too busy flirting with a shop assistant to notice her running off. That's hardly your fault, is it, Marvin? It was the child who ran away. And as you rightly said yourself, you were busy. The thing is, these kids need to learn that sometimes adults have got a lot on their plate. And if getting lost or kidnapped or whatever happens to be part of the learning curve, you shouldn't necessarily see that as a negative. Tell your sister that from me if she's still annoyed. 
I mean, I do hope the child turned up in the end. Keep your admissions of guilt coming. Let's make this a regular event. Now I'm very pleased to point out that no one got the competition question right despite thousands of entries. I'd like to be all naive about this and assume that thousands of people have contacted me but the truth is I'm fully aware that there are a very small collection of individuals, four or five of you perhaps, with way too much time on your hands. Sending entries from multiple aliases and because you've got no idea what the question even means, you're just typing in random words. Think. You really just have to think about your answers. It's not as complicated as it seems. The question was, what is John's beef? If any normal people want to get involved in this quiz, besides the usual handful of psychopaths, feel free. But in order to discourage multiple entries, I'm asking for all correspondence from this point on to be made on paper, you know, through the mail, the regular mail. Details are on the website. Everyone seems to be taking the word beef, literally. It's a figure of speech. It means he's annoyed. So what's he annoyed about? There is meat involved in there somewhere, but it's poultry. I mean, I've pretty much given it away now. No more clues. Answers on a postcard or a letter or whatever. what they call old school. I'm Megan. I'm RJ. And we host Oh No Lit Class, a comedy literature podcast that tells you all the strange and sexy facts you never knew about the books you had to read in school. Every episode is a fun, foul-mouthed spark notes for your ears, filled with author bios, plot summaries, bad impressions, and Megan singing. It's mostly you that sings. No, I sing well, she sings poorly. That's not true. So come listen to us ruin classic literature one book at a time at onolitclass.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh no, lit class. We're for kids. No, we're not. Shut up and sit down. Welcome to Basket Case Pod. If I was standing here proud of my wife and fucking staring at me, staring at me, staring at me, staring at me. T-Rex bursting into flames. Alcoholic by day. If you enjoy news, comedy, 
strange products, awful commercials, a balding Sasquatch of a host, an alcoholic by day, or you just flat out want to listen to four idiots conjecture about life, then please join us over here at Basket Case Podcast. You can find us on Libsyn, Google Play Music, and Spotify. Hayden Wing Tang. Seriously, it's time to stop feeling so guilty about that thing that happened with your brother-in-law. You know what I mean. Get on with your life, okay? I mean, it totally was your fault and everything. That was a stupid place to put a chair. But accidents happen, and no one really liked him anyway. Least of all his wife. I know a, a life is a life and all that, but you know, he was, he was annoying. My point is, you can't let the guilt of what happened take over your life, okay? Feel good about it, yeah? Feel good about it. Man, that was profound, even by my standards. I should start charging a fee for this service. I really should. I'll dedicate this tune to you anyway, Hayden. I know it's a drum and bass track and you don't like drum and bass, but 
Be grateful for it. Get what you're given. You know, I do wonder what the unknown creator of the snare drum from circa AD 1300 would have made of this. 
not to mention Paul Tutmark of Seattle, Washington, credited as inventor of the bass guitar in the 1930s. I do hope this catches on. Until next time, be good to each other, be good to yourselves, be good to the planet, recycle, try not to break the law, and if you have to break the law, try and do it in an ethical way. Buy my book, A History of Sarcasm, from Amazon. They're not ethical, are they? They're scumbags. Get it directly instead from the publisher, Doghorn Publishing. They're very ethical. Visit frankburton.co.uk for full track listings for every episode of this show. Subscribe to the podcast as well. Leave us a review if you want to. Do the decent thing. <laughs>